Hello everyone and this podcast is brought to you by Ross FM Sports Aiden Rafter you enjoy this presentation Hello and you're very welcome to this week's uh, AR Sports Therapy Update with myself Aiden Raftery where you will be getting a weekly update on everything that is going on in the clinic and also the teams that I am involved with. Due to COVID-19 there have been many many games locally in in every sport and uh, every at every level and I am have been cancelled. I'm a team sports therapist with Manor United who are in the Roscommon and District League Division 1 after gaining promotion uh, from Divi- from Division 2 last season. And uh, before level 3 restrictions came to play- came into effect, we had played our first game of the season in Division 1. Uh, last season as I said, we got promoted to Division 2. In our first league game, we we won versus Balanceau Town B. After that, all fixtures were postponed. We signed a new player, a good friend of mine, and uh, teammates as well. Um, he we signed him from Castle Celtic. His name is Jerry Ward. Unfortunately, in that first game, in his debut uh, against Balanceau Town B, he sustained a shoulder injury. And is reco- and is recovering as we speak. His recovery is going well. He has been uh, resting it for the last two weeks, and he's been taking my advice on board. I'll be covering that in this week's in this week's injury that I'm going to be covered, uh, which is a sprained shoulder, and uh, he sustained the shoulder injury, uh, and he's recovering now. And um, hopefully, we wish him a speedy recovery, and I continue working with him and but he will be available for when the restrictions are lifted and when the Roscommon District League fixtures can resume again. Now as a as a sports therapist uh, the care of my patients is very important and the, the treatment and recovery of my patients is very important to me and I like to ensure that they like my clients get the best care possible. This includes in the clinic as well as, uh, you know, as well as the teams that I work with. Uh, to this end, I have a new service to help patients. Uh, patients can now contact me via video call. So this means that if a player has an injury and they can't get into the clinic, they can uh, they can contact me on vi- on video link. And I can examine the leg or examine the injury that the person has. I can, um, you know, advise over the phone and I can show them exercises that they need to do. Um, in, in a lot of cases, they need to rest for five days, depending on the ref- depending on the um, the injury. And uh, once once the the pain has been has been gone, then we can move on to prescribing um exercises to help strengthen the strengthen them as part of the recovery so you know this is uh this is a great service that i can provide and also in addition to that um pay i can also do home visits and also patients can come to my uh to my clinic as well and uh, i'm also available 
I'm also available the whole time. All they have to do is pick up the phone, and I will. Uh, I'd be gladly help them with any queries they may have with regards to their injuries. And uh, you know, it's a it's a job I love, and it's um, it's important to uh, to be able to be there for the patient. And it's uh, you know it's a very rewarding job, and uh, it's great to see um, the patients recovering. And, uh, you know, the, as a sports therapist, it's also my job to give advice on health as well and uh, to the patient and the public, well, for, the for public welfare. As we know, in COVID-19, unfortunately, is rampant around, around Ireland and we all can play our part in preventing it spreading to you, your family and friends and your colleagues at work or your colleagues, uh, your students, friends as well. If you're in college, this can be done by wearing a mask, washing your hands uh, regularly and also maintaining social distancing. Now, the injury for this week that we are covering is a is shoulder injury called a sprained shoulder. Now, this... Now, um, this is, as I said earlier, Jerry Ward, who's a friend of mine who sustained an injury versus Ballinasloe Town B, uh, where he fell, and the way he fell involved uh, caused the um, the shoulder to be sprained. Now, a shoulder sprain occurs as a result of a fall or a collision. A shoulder sprain occurs when the ligaments in the shoulder either are stretched or torn ligaments are tough are tough tissue like and connects bone to bone or both from one bone to another bone um i sent jerry to hospital just to get an x-ray to confirm this uh, the diagnosis that i gave and that turned out to be the case that it was a sprained shoulder sprain and uh, i recommend that that jerry rests for 7 to 14 days and he doesn't move it or do any heavy lifting or uh, or any manual work uh, when he was when he was rested for seven for um, seven to 14 days uh, i then prescribed jerry uh, jerry with exercises to do as part of his as part of his recovery if you have a shoulder injury you need to you need to get advice and would like to know if you would like to know any further advice um on exercises just ask and let me let me know and i will uh, send them on to you it takes eight to eight weeks to fully recover and uh, and ice pack also helps as well and as well as that also compress the shoulder and uh, you know like a split as a sling is very is advisable as well that takes the pressure off it no running and don't move the shoulder during the recovery so that's uh, that's this week's injury. If you have any further questions on uh, on shoulder injuries or indeed any other injuries, or if there's an injury that you would like me to cover, then contact me on 089-430-4496. You can email arsportstherapyclinic at outlook.ie. You can video call me and uh, and or speak to me face to face and i'll be able to give you further advice on that so next up now where our um, interview this week is with kyle scott from uh, and he is the performance analyst with 
Doncaster Knights and also he worked with Newcastle Falcons and he's coming up next. Hello Kyle, how are you? You welcome you're welcome to Ross FM Sport. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm not too bad, thanks. Thanks thanks for having me. No problem at all. It's great to have you. Thanks very much. And we'd like to welcome to the, li- the listeners to another interview on Ross FM Sport. And it's, it's something uh, so, something different this time. We'd like to welcome uh, we'd like to welcome Kyle Scott uh, to this interview. It's a recorded interview, and uh, Kyle Scott Kyle Scott is um, a performance analyst with Doncaster Knights. So, yeah, I suppose we start off the interview, uh, Kyle, with uh, telling us how, how you got into it and. Uh, how, yeah. how your how your interest in sport came about? Well, like from a young age, age I always enjoyed watching any type of sport, really. Um, particularly rugby and football. I usually just watched it with my dad. Uh, started playing rugby from a young age, and then up to up to the age of nineteen and onwards. Uh, so I decided uh, after school I wanted to go to college and study some sports. Uh, so I studied sports and exercise fitness. So this kind of um this kind of just allowed me to go to university, uh, and then study a BSc in sports coaching, in which some of the modules that were introduced on the course uh, led me to kind of understand what performance analysis was, and I actually really enjoyed it. So I kind of got the opportunity at the Newcastle Falcons, uh, in which I went to university in Newcastle, um, kind of to kind of just like go out and spectate the academy and look at how their system worked. Uh, so I began just filming training matches for them, really. And then this, I kind of knew that after this point, this is kind of what I wanted to do in order to work within elite sports. So fast forward three more years and at university, I had gained like really good experience working alongside the academy, mostly the first team. Um, it really helped me develop my skills and what I wanted to do. So yeah, getting experience was essential, really. Uh, and then this kind of um, this kind of employed me with uh, a company called Insight Analysis. Uh, they basically just do data collection for like the England rugby football union teams across of England. Um, and now I'm really just completing my master's in performance analysis, which has allowed me to, yeah, start my new placement at Doncaster Knights. That's very good. So how, how long have you been with Doncaster Knights now? So I've only recently started at Doncaster Knights. Um, I'm due to start actually on 1st of November due to COVID restrictions. However, before Doncaster, I was at Newcastle for about two and a half, three years. Very good. And uh, I suppose what aspect of it do you, do you enjoy the most? Um, so I, I like, you know... <laughs> I like the, the the thing I liked most is just um watching the teams and seeing uh, any patterns that occur and uh what what opportunities there is for players to develop as them, in themselves and what they can do to become better in themselves uh, in order to play better and basically just helping the coaching staff out to create a better structure for their system in order to win and improve teams overall. Um, yeah, I enjoy the camaraderie of uh, team sports as well, especially within the elite setting. I enjoy winning and like I like the winning mentality. That's it. And I suppose really tell us a little bit about uh your 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 day to day schedule, I suppose, on on uh, your everyday training session as your yeah. daily uh, schedule first of all. So like you would have to get to the club quite early, so you would um it's always an early start for analysis because there's plenty of work to be doing. So 
usually in the mornings, depending on what day it is, um, or when your match has been or when your training is, you'd have a team meeting. So on that day, um, you would talk about what training we'd be doing and what would be involved. Uh, then I would mostly spend the morning uh, either filming split groups between and rugby, the forwards or the backs. Uh, yeah, again, depending on what the coaches want to work on with them, uh, maybe particular towards something that's going to be used within the, uh, the weekend for the match or the weekday. Um, after the morning session, you might go and clip up your training that you just uh, you just recorded for the coaches in order to break it down and paint a better picture for them of what's going on and what's happening. Um, and then... Yeah, you might code some other matches as well. For example, for like the academy, are looking for some talent identification for, you know, other teams that are playing within the same uh, the same tournament as you or the same uh, the same league, in order to scout players for the next season that you know might be beneficial towards your team. Uh, and then when within the afternoon time, uh, you might go through your team run with uh, with the, with the, the whole team, including the substitutions and the reserves and the coaches. And this is just basically for preparation for the weekend for the match or the weekday, just as I say, depending on which day it is. Uh, and then, yeah, when it gets to the matches, again, get to the club early just to set up your equipment. It's nice to be, you know, there early to get, get everything ready to be prepared. Uh, you would just simply film the match. Um, and then you would have to complete the process of coding the match in order to collect the data for the coaches. Um, and this basically just helps uh, enhance individual performances and team performances. And yeah, this has to be completed within a given time period. That's it. And as, with your role, I suppose, when when you're uh, doing the analysis or talking to players, is, is it collectively or individually? Um, this is this is the thing. Um this is the argument between them. What is the role of the performance analysis? And a lot of the time now, uh, as an analyst, I'm not really getting a lot of time to talk to the players, uh, you know, collectively. And it's a little bit more individually. Yes, we would like to be a bit more collective and a bit more on the pitch. And um, however, we're basically transcribing the information that we collect through the data in order to give the coach so they give it to them in a more collective group. So, um, yeah, it kind of balances out the argument between what is the role of the analysis and um, what what should we do? What should we be doing to understand the role and make it better as a team or as an individual? And I suppose you're, you're scheduled then on a match day. Uh, what's your involvement on a match day? Yeah, so um, as I said before, you would just basically go to the match and you, rec- you would record the match. Um. You would also, if you wanted to do it live as well, you could code some matches live. Uh, um, for what coding is, coding is basically just uh, using softwares on your laptop, which is fitted through uh, live footage. That's the, one of the, like, for example, there could be one analysis recording the match and a second analysis. Basically, it's described like playing a video game almost. So we've got like a coding table with all different, um, with all different labels and definitions and variables of what the guys are doing on the pitch. And basically, we're just clicking them uh, when we see something happening, and we can get give this live information uh, to the coach in order to if if a, a common occurrence is happening, and we can give this as I say to one of the head coaches in order to maybe give it to halftime, saying this is what you're doing well and this is what you're not doing well. So we do have quite a lot of involvement within the live match day, um, especially with uh, because the coach can't perceive the match with the neck eye, whereas we can go back and look at the footage through the recorded uh, live 
uh, stream that's being sent through to our laptops. So that's it, because I suppose really uh, throughout the match, maybe the, the, the coach might be making notes or whatever, mm-hmm. his own notes, and if he goes in at half time, then I suppose he can match the your analysis to what he's looking for or to his notes that, oh, that this is what the lads did, this is what this player did right, and this is what that player did wrong. Yeah, definitely. And um, again, it's 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 an interesting one because it's saying this is what we are and we're, we're basically uh, looking to be a wider discipline rather than just an aid of a coach. We want to be more of a hands-on coach rather than just like the computer geek sat in the back of the, of the room, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, definitely. We we do like to be hands on with things and um, give the coaches the uh, the most reliable and meaningful information is the most important thing that we talk about. It has to be valid and reliable and meaningful, uh, because there's no point in like sending across information to players that's wrong. It's going to mislead them and send them the, and send them in the wrong direction. Essentially, that's it. And I suppose, really, do you have anything to do with you know the the way the players? Um... The way the players have uh, sat navs on their in their jer- in their shirts for during the match and the uh, you know the mm-hmm. amount the mm-hmm. uh, amount of space um, the amount of space yeah ran and all that all those statistics do you, do you marry that into your statistics and what you do and how does that work? Um yeah we we can use GPS stuff um that's the GPS stuff is usually associated with the strength and conditioning staff however um. As I say, as the, as the performance analysis role is starting to develop a little bit more now, we like to kind of work with um, more areas than just the performance analysis uh, staff. So, yeah, for my dissertation on my for my undergrad university, uh, this I actually use GPS alongside performance analysis. And I kind of looked at um, tr- the training patterns and movement patterns and how that might affect match day uh, scenarios. And um, it's really interesting because uh, the GPS stuff is really, 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 really well worked. It's it can track players' movement on and off the pitch, and um, basically just tells us how hard they're working or how hard how hard they need to work more of in order to like um, benefit their exercises or their you know match day rituals that they're they're needing to do. To do. But um, yeah, we do work a little bit with the GPS stuff, um, and it does give us very good information that can be used. Um, maybe when assessing players' uh, players' performances throughout the months, we don't really use it often, but it can be used. It, well, it just depends on if, what the club really like prefers. If they like to do it monthly, if they like to do it weekly, you know what I mean? But yeah, GPS is used in most training sessions. But as I say, it's mostly involved with the strength and conditioning staff and not the performance analysis staff. But we would like to be more involved with that as well. That's it, because I suppose really it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of key too for players maybe that that's uh, come back from uh, from injuries mm-hmm. as a sports therapist myself. Um, you know when you're dealing with players, especially at a professional level, you don't want to bring them you don't want to bring them in too quickly. You want to kind of maybe analyze how their training is going and uh, you know what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. So I suppose. Yeah. Um, where yourselves and the strength and conditioning come together, um, you know, to keep an eye on on players on, on a player coming back from injury, mm-hmm. so that I suppose between the two, between yourselves and and also the physio, that you can decide, yeah, this player is ready to come back and can take, you know, because the player when he comes back, he might be only able for, we say, 
the last 20 minutes mm-hmm. or, you know, decide what you can play the last 20 minutes or play a full game or come on at halftime, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, way. yeah. How does that yeah, definitely, do because that? we don't want to be rushing our players back into, you know, full-time matches. We want to bring them on when it's most, uh, most suitable for them because, you know, we don't want to over-injure our players. We want to, like, maintain their fitness uh, and you know their performances, uh, especially within the younger groups such as the academy. I think it's important to kind of um, look at uh, the biomechanical movements and uh, the analysis of their you know their 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 development because at the end of the day, you know they're the players that we're going to need in the future. And within that age, it's the most important time for development and learning. So yeah, definitely. And I suppose really uh, because of the role as well, you have to be fairly, uh, you have to be well uh, tech- technically minded as well. Mm-hmm. And I suppose uh, you, using the um, you, using the equipment and using the software on the, compu- on the computer, what's that Yeah, like? so the performance analysis software is that we use in the computer. Um, the one that I've mostly used is known as Sports Code. That is the most well-known one for um, elite sporting clubs around the world. Um, but basically these softwares have been developed uh, and it can be used within research and applied performance analysis. Um, understanding how the softwares work with the data collection systems can help uh, the analysis ability to create like their interface or their systems. Um, and basically, for example, sports code, uh, if it's mostly used from an individual viewpoint. However, as an as analysis, I can create a code window, uh, which and I can capture real time behaviors uh, linked to a timeline of recorded footage, and it basically just gives me facilities such as uh, the matrix that might be able to I might be able to use pre or post match to to identify like data and like performance collections of each individual. So yeah, you kind of have to be uh, intact with it. So. It does take a lot of time, a lot of training to kind of um, get used to the softwares. Um, but at the end of the day, as I say, performance analysis is a very new, it's a new prospect. Even though it's, it was, you know, it was being used in the 19th century, it's, it still is a developing uh, prospect. And it's really exciting, actually. That's it. And I suppose... Uh... You know, it's it, it's a very interesting it's a very interesting area, and uh, there is a, a you know a lot a lot of uh, professional clubs and a lot of sports use it. But I suppose from, from your point of view, um, how do how do you find the club to work for, and uh, you know you know what are the staff like, and I suppose you, you have the banter with the players as mm-hmm. well, and uh, I suppose that there's the times where you have to be mm-hmm. serious, and you, you're given the you're given the the head coach all the the proper information, but do you, do you get to have a a bit of kind of banter with the with the head coach as well, or is it all kind of very serious and you just do the job and that's it? Yeah, or... it's the same as everywhere else, really. Um, a lot of people think when you go into an elite sporting environment that, well, as you as from my experience, I went into the, I start off in the new environments as you know quite serious and quite um. I'm quite not uptight, but I like to do my job effectively and efficiently. Um, and it's just as I say, it's it's the role of ambiguity, ambiguity, ambiguity. Sorry, ambiguity, and it's the unknown of um, you know, how am I going to get on well with the manager? How am I going to get on well with the players? But as I say, at the end of the day, it's the same as everyone else. As long as you get on with everybody, you can have a bit of crack there and then. But at the same time, you've got to understand your role, and you know, uh understand the players concepts and the coaches concepts and the managers and 
just being the right mind uh, mind frame at this at the right time, really. That's it, and, and I suppose really, uh, you, you're doing your masters mm-hmm. at the moment. So, uh, what what's your plans for the future, or what are you looking forward to when you when you have your masters? Um, I'm looking forward to getting an, an elite and sporting uh, club, uh, preferably a rugby union club. Uh, I would just love to, you know, get in there, develop my own performance analysis and that a coach may be able to use uh, in order to improve their squad. And this is what I'm looking forward to doing with my placement now with Doncaster Knights. Uh, hopefully I'll be working alongside both the academy and the first team. So just getting the insights of, uh, you know, players and myself and other coaching staff and um, the the club that the Doncaster the club uh, they're in the championship at the moment. Um, hopefully we're we're going to try and push for you know, uh, Premiership promotion and that's that's kind of my aims. Uh, always to win and improve and you know get on well with the players, develop younger players. So yeah, uh, just developing players. Yeah, yeah. There's many, there's many, there's many aspects to it, I suppose. But I suppose. Um, you'd be lo- you'd be looking at it possible probably staying on at uh, Doncaster Knights because I suppose the head coach and all the staff as well as the players they become familiar yeah. with you as well and I suppose if if it's a combination that's working then why, why exactly that's it? it uh you know and once you get comfortable within a club that's when you can kind of start experimenting with more things and you know looking at different things uh and what's going to favor your um. Your, your your performance of things uh, such as uh, developing your own system uh, that might get you get you a bit more awareness of the club and the coach might say okay well this performance analysis is doing this I'm really enjoying what he's doing maybe we should give him more of a role or more freedom within his role if you understand what I mean yeah that's it and um, so yeah so it's uh, you're enjoy- you're enjoying working with working with the club and and things like yeah. that and you know, hopefully, hopefully things will uh, will work out well for you. And uh, listen, we'd like to thank you very much for taking the time out to, no to the interview. And we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, hopefully catch up with you in in a few months. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, and uh, good luck with yourself with what you're doing. And to anybody who's listening, if you ever want to, you know, get in touch with me, uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll leave my email within this or LinkedIn somehow. Uh, and we can chat about performance analysis or if you're ever just looking for experience and how to get it, just drop me a message. That's it. So what are the contact details there if they want to just Kyle Knight on uh, LinkedIn and you can talk to some people from there or have you got an email address? Yeah, so like uh, my email address is kylescott19 hotmail.com and my LinkedIn is just uh, Kyle Scott. You'll be able to find me, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. No problem. Listen, thanks very much for your time and, uh, you know, best of luck with your Masters and we'll touch base. No worries. Cheers, Aidan. Bye. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Kyle Scott, performance analyst with... with, um... There you go. And that was the interview with Kyle Scott, who is the performance analyst with Doncaster Knights and also formerly with... Newcastle Falcons rugby and of course they play in um, Doncaster Knights play in the championship over in England and they're aspiring to get promotion to the premiership so we'd like to wish 
Kyle and all at Doncaster Knights all the best and we hope they can, they can gain promotion and of course in the co- in a few months t- in uh, a couple of weeks time we will be interviewing him to see how they are getting on so that is something to look forward to well listen um, unfortunately we've come to the end of this week's AOR Sports Therapy update but we hope you enjoyed what, what we had in this week's podcast we hope you found it useful and informative again if you have any questions or queries or if there's anything you would like mentioned or covered on the podcast why not call why not call me or text me or send me a whatsapp message on 089-430-4496 or you can send me uh you can send me an email on ar sports therapy clinic at outlook.ie or you can send me a video message as well. Uh, for further information, don't forget you can also go onto my website on www.arsportsinjuriesclinicireland.com where you can also find the um, prompts for my social media. So you can uh, you can also go on if you want to uh, find out further information. You'll find it on my website and also keep up to date on my social media pages. Thank you very much for ch- for listening to this week's um to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you're looking forward to next week's podcast. Thank you very much. Bye.